Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Michael Woodward, and this is Season 2, Episode 60 of the Jumble Think Podcast. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the JumbleThink Podcast, where we interview leading entrepreneurs, we hear their stories, and learn how they took their ideas and dreams and turned them into reality. Along the way, they'll share some tips on how you can turn your idea and dream into reality too. Our guest on today's episode is Jonathan Grzbowski. Jonathan is a rogue risk taker turned entrepreneur and national thought leader in the digital marketing and branding spaces. He is the co-founder of Penji. Penji is an on-demand graphic design membership platform. It also helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design, unlimited revisions, all at a monthly flat rate. Jonathan is also the host of a leading business podcast called the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast. His goal is to empower the next generation of entrepreneurs through education and community building. It's going to be an exciting episode, so let's get going. Hey there, welcome to the Jumble Think Podcast. My name is Michael Woodward. I am your host. We have an incredible episode lined up for you today. Before we jump in, I want to encourage you, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, head on over there, click that subscribe button, and become a Jumble Think subscriber. If you like listening on iTunes, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to jumblethink.com slash iTunes or on Spotify, jumblethink.com slash Spotify. It'll take you right to the app, right to where you can click that subscribe button Really easy. So go on over and do that right now. Subscribe to the Jumble Think Podcast at your favorite podcast platform. Now let's dive into our conversation with Jonathan Grzbowski. Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, Michael, it's it's, a, it's an honor. And I love it when people say my last name. It's always like at a question mark. It's like <laughs> Grzbowski. I hope I'm saying that right. But no, it's an honor to be on the show. Uh, you nailed the, the last name pronunciation. Uh, let's get right to it, man. Cool. So... We always like to start out the podcast by learning about your backstory. So tell us a little bit for where you are today, what your role in Penji is, what you do, and how that fits into the ecosystem of what you're building. Yeah, so I'd say I'm everything, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people um, explain on on podcasts uh, as far as what it is that you do. And when you say I am everything, it's not like an egotistical thing. I just wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm the janitor at some point in time. I'm the uh, the person, the decision maker, the marketer, the ads management. And it's not just necessarily because um, we don't have people in these roles, but you kind of have to put your, your brain into these little pots um, because you want to make sure that everything that is being done is done effectively and efficiently. And, and so right now, um, as, a, uh, as a growing startup, um, we have about 33, 34 people inside of, of, uh, of Penji at this moment. 
And wow. um, we're at this moment, we're just like a well-oiled machine. Um, we're developing okay. a lot of systems, processes, et cetera, uh, in order to just fine-tune what it is that we're trying to accomplish um, here at Penji. Systems and processes are so important, especially as you scale up. I mean, when I ran my agency on the West Coast, we didn't have a team as large as yours. We had a team of 12 to, to 14 people at any given time. But uh, those systems, those processes were the lifeblood of keeping things sustainable from a management of project standpoint, from a deliverable standpoint. As you've kind of gotten your business going, systems and procedures, while they're the lifeblood, are often one of the last things we do or the hardest things we put in place. So tell us a little bit about that process of making your business sustainable through the processes that you're building. Yeah, I'd say it's still a work in progress. Um, a lot of people believe that you have to have the right process in order to continue your to move forward in your business. And I would argue that that's not exactly the case. Um, yes, processes and procedures are important, but you also need to be able to actually do the process and not just create it. And I think that's a huge differentiation um, that we in particular have. We don't have to have the perfect thing, so to speak. We are just constantly going out and doing. Um, and we even did that when we first started, Penji. When we first started, we were an agency very similar to what yours was. Um, we did uh, graphic design, we did web development, we did uh, app development, SEO. I mean, we did so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when we originally created Penji, uh, it was actually um, a tool that we used internally to scale, so to speak, like our own internal design process. Um, so people, what would happen is that people would come in and they'd say, hey, I need a slider image for my website. We would do the slider image, um, but then we would send it in an email. And then the email gets lost and then you have to go back in time when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, remember that thing that you created like six months ago? Um, yeah, we want that exactly done. And then you're thinking like, what the heck is this person talking about? Like, how can you how can you go back in time in six months? I have to go through my entire um, search query on my mail in order to find this out. And so um, then there's the revision aspect, right? Where it's like, ah, yeah, you know, I think I want to do this instead. And I, I, I don't really like that little uh a little uh, swirl that you did on the on the banner ad. I, well, I'm just like naming things, but you kind of get the idea. It can get cumbersome, yeah. so you know, we we created the tool, and uh, it the tool ended up being what Penji is today, um, and it's 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 been able to help a lot of a lot of people just because of that process, um, because of that that simple procedure. Um, yeah. Hopefully I answered that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for you, you, you mentioned that Penji was kind of birthed out of the agency, uh, the design firm that you, you had. Uh, for you, let's go back even further. When did you, you're what, in your late 20s, I would guess? Uh, 20, 29, yes. 29, all right. So you um, have a lot of years behind you now. In this process, a lot of things have changed, evolved, but where was that origin story for you to say, I like design, I like collaborating with other people, I like working with people to design something that captures them. Where did that whole passion for you start? When did that start? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the, um, the honest truth. I am no developer. I am no designer. 
Okay. Um, I can't do any of those things. I'm, in fact, I'm actually really bad at a lot of things. Um, but something that has always been true has been this self, I guess, motivation to empower the next generation of entrepreneurs. And that's through education and community. And when I first started business um, several years ago, I, I, my first entrepreneur career started at 14 wow. um, and just mowing lawns and stuff like that. And that's like the typical young male story, so to speak. Um, <laughs> it's kind of been over overplayed at this point. But when we launched uh, our design um, agency, we actually made so many mistakes early on that we kind of wished that we had mentors and um, tools and there's just so much noise that it was really hard to, I guess, get a grasp on what actually makes sense. And I wish that there was somebody that could just guide us and to um, provide that level of just expertise, that tool that kind of just makes things a little bit easier. And that's right. been like the overarching theme to, I guess, my personal career um, in, in entrepreneurship is trying to find ways to, to help people. And that's you know, being done through the podcast that's being done here in the city of Camden, where we do a lot of giving back. Uh, my co-founder has a very uh, an amazing fundamental view of just education about education should be a birthright to every person in the world. And unfortunately, it's it's not. And and so combining the two powers, so to speak, and the, the philosophies that we both believe in, and then putting that into a company that's also um, uh, profitable, uh, where we deliver a service, but we have this core value where we want to be able to help people. Um, I'll give you a quick example. All of the people that we hire in the United States are actually from the city of Camden, New Jersey. And, um, and so we try to find ways to give back to our local community by providing jobs and internships to them so then they can make their community better by the money that we give them in terms of uh, compensation, um, the knowledge that we give them in order to one day maybe make their own business so they too can be profitable at whatever it is that they do. Um, that is something that is incredibly important to us. And it didn't always start that way. Going back to the question of the origin story, um, I think in the very beginning of our entrepreneurship career, we were very, very selfish. We always thought about money. We always thought about that one thing, like that next contract. And then we got that next contract and we got that contract again because we asked for it. We put it out into the universe and we got it every single time we asked for it. But it was never enough to make us something that we wanted that we were proud of so to speak and now with penji we aren't necessarily fixated on the next contract we're fixated more so on the next opportunity that we can help somebody that we can help an entrepreneur that we could help a business grow and just that fundamental shift in mindset has revolutionized um, our business and it has allowed us to grow without having that pressure of like When's the next contract coming? I think that's so important that you talked about the mindset shift for you. And it sounds like your even value system of what you value as an individual, as a company, has shifted in that journey. So for you, as you've processed over the last couple of years, uh, how you've done it in the past, how you're doing it today, 
And you're really building a, a new brand uh, since 2017. Um, in this Penji brand, how, how has that value system really brought you to a place of saying what we do matters, what we do is significant, it has purpose for you as a business, for you as an individual that has done this transformation to say we really evaluate what matters to us, how do you find that fulfillment? Yeah. Um, I mean, so for the, for the most part, I, I'd say that when you build a selfish company or, or when you try to build a selfish company, you too, in turn, um, you, you are the selfish one building the selfish company. And so you need to be able to change again, what, what you mentioned, changing the mindset, um, and focus more so on the other person and not on mm -hmm. yourself. Because yeah. you can even see that in your advertisements, right? If you're spending money on advertisements, is this is this ad about you, or is this ad about why they need the service, or is this service about how they can benefit from using your service? Yeah. Um, that's just like one simple thing, right? From an internal perspective, uh, with what it is that you do within your team members. Um, you know, we have the luxury of having a pretty relatively awesome sized team. And are you communicating with them? Like, are you talking to them? Are you finding out what they like? Are you finding out what their dreams are? And are you actively trying to help them pursue their own dreams? Because you won't know that until you ask them the question. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be as direct, like, hey, what is your dream? Because I ask that question on my podcast all the time. And it's very direct. Um, but it also gets them to think about it, but you can find out what that person cares about, um, just yeah. by asking simple context questions. And then once you find out what's important to them, then you can have like a memory block or even shoot, you can write it down if you really wanted to, yeah. um, and remember it and then just constantly be aware of that and say, well, okay, this person cares about money, right? I'll just give some examples. Um, this person really cares about money. What can I do daily to just help them achieve their goal? Is it sending them an article? And this doesn't have to be every day, but maybe once a week or so. Send them an article about finances, like how to how to maintain your finances. Um, you know, when it's a um, when it's due for a raise, uh, what are you giving them? Is it something that they are comfortable with? Um, but what happens if somebody else that works for you wants to be an entrepreneur one day and they want to be a, uh, an owner of a business? Well, you know, put them under your, take them under your wing a little bit and show them what it really is like to be an entrepreneur. So, um, I think the theme that we found that I found in particular is that it's not about you anymore. And it never was about you <laughs> for the most the longest time. I always thought it was about me. It's not about you. It's about helping other people. Wow, that's really powerful. What's one challenge that you're currently working to overcome at Penji? This is something that's just now, like right now, so I'll speak to it right this very second, is just the aspect of getting more people yeah. to be a part of your service. Yeah. We had the luxury of um, getting over 250 uh, paid customers um, throughout the course of the our nine nine months so far. What is it, nine-ish, 10 months? Um and that is something that we're incredibly proud of. And we everything that we did in the very beginning was completely unscalable. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily 
like um, this incredible process, um, we just went ahead and we did it. We went ahead and we put ourselves out there in those really awkward situations and we made the most of it. And from that point on, we got referrals and introductions and then we dabbled into advertisements. And so like the biggest struggle now is finding the best way to scale the process. And we're in the process of scaling the process, but it's a lot of fine tuning. It's a lot of, um, I guess upkeep. It's a lot of like looking at the numbers. Mm. And I think that is the over like to the question, I answer it, but I also want to be able to give advice too, is we wouldn't be able to be on this path if it wasn't for us looking at our numbers. Yeah. And if it wasn't for us looking at where our customers are coming from and how long they're staying, et cetera, we're a technology business yeah. and we rely heavily on our website and, and our technology. And so yeah. if people aren't signing up, um, well, why is that? It, if they're not staying as long, why is that? Um, if they're coming from means that um, that revolve the internet, whether it's like Facebook marketing or uh, Google, whatever it is, how can you invest more money into those channels to double, quadruple, and so to speak, 10x your, your, outco- your output? Um, so the struggle is just like, there's so many channels to, to partake in sales, but you need to be able to just, we need to be able to f- just better work out the kinks of, of the scalable to make it a scalable process. For sure. Now what's the biggest goal or the, the, the next big goal you have for Penji? I won't say it just because I don't really know who's going to be listening to this, but I can't, I, I will answer it in a more creative fashion. Okay. We at Penji, we have a milestone sheet on our Google drive and every single month. Oh, actually that's not true. Um, we have dates and some of the dates are July one by July one, do this by August 1st, do this. I, I, I have to, um, I'm almost positive. We didn't do, August. That's why I'm hesitant. Um, but it went from July to September and then, then October and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we have milestones that we have to uphold every single time. And we look at it periodically and to make sure that we are there where we want to be in our business. And if we're not there, we kind of use that as motivation. So we think to ourselves, all right, well, you know, we have, uh, two weeks in order to accomplish this task. Um, where are we? What are we doing? How are we doing? Like, can we, what's going on here? And so that added pressure as a company and even employees and team members putting that pressure on me to achieve that goal. And we're very, uh, I guess, cognizant of those, but we also are very transparent that we tell the whole team what those goals are. So it could be a financial goal, could be like, Hey, uh, let's redo the website or whatever it may be. Um, we have these goals, we have them listed out, and we look at them almost regularly. We'll be right back with Jonathan to dive more into the world of Penji and his story in a moment. I hope you're enjoying today's episode with Jonathan Grisbowski. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be a guest on his episode, so make sure you keep an eye out on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts where I'll announce and give you a link to check out that episode. 
And if you haven't already, make sure you swing over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We specifically love Instagram, but make sure you head on over there. Follow us. We'll follow you. Let's become friends. Let's start the conversation and go much deeper into chasing ideas and dreams together. Now let's join segment two with Jonathan Grzbowski. So Jonathan, before we dive deeper into this conversation, I want to make sure people know how they can connect and find you. So how can they connect with you? Sure. Yeah. Just, uh, Penji.co is the best possible way. Um, if you like anything that I have said so far today in the podcast, um, and if you need any type of graphic design help, uh, we would be honored to, to have you as one of our members. And it's just Penji.co, P-E-N-J-I.co. Now let's talk about what Penji actually is because uh, unlimited graphic design at a flat monthly rate, uh, there's a lot of open endedness to that unlimited and you know flat rates and all that kind of stuff so what is it that penji actually offers uh individuals agencies and businesses in your services we're an on-demand graphic design membership um so we can design anything for you and your business uh all at one flat monthly rate there's no surprises or anything of that nature um, our pricing structure is at this moment, at least $349 a month for agencies. It's uh, $698 a month and we can design anything from a logo to a business card, um, social media content, website design, uh, app design, literally anything that involves Photoshop or mm. InDesign, uh, we can design it for you. And our turnaround is a maximum of 48 hours. Wow. Um, and we are constantly just creating more and more content, as much content as we possibly can, as long as you're providing us with the content back. Okay. Um, and so we have hundreds upon hundreds of requests done on a, on a monthly basis, wow. or excuse me, on a daily basis, wow. where we have to facilitate and give those designs to our customers. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, in short, that's what it is. If you if you need some analogy, then I'd say it's like going to the gym, but just for design. Um, and you can go to the gym as much as you want. Uh, you can go five, six, seven times a day or a week, or you can not go at all. It's yeah. completely up to you. But you at least have that that assurance that if and when you use Penji and you want to use Penji, you will get a quality designer, you will get a, a world-class experience, a seamless experience, and you'll be able to receive your designs in a timely fashion. You are offering a lot of different kinds of design services. Now, is your team, you mentioned you have about 30-some, 30, 40 people, um, mm -hmm. and you mentioned that a core of those are at Camden. Now, are all of your employees in the States, or do you use um, outside sources? How does that work? Yeah, so... Um, in the States, we do have a team here that is from Camden. We also have people in Vietnam. Okay. We have people in the Philippines as well. Oh, cool. um, fundamentally, though, what I can say is our business model is relatively inexpensive at $349 for professionals um, and $698 for agencies and, 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 and et cetera. Um, what I would like to at least mention is the reason why we are able to because the next question is always like, well, how are you profitable? Um, <laughs> and I'm sure maybe it was the next question that you're going to say. Uh, so I stole it. But um, 
what we figured out because we were an agency, we figured out the fundamental ways to the, we figured out and solved the inefficiencies of design. Design is always expensive. It's expensive because you have to get on a call to understand the person. You have to understand their brand. You have to potentially meet with the person. Um, You have to do revisions because the person may not like what it is that you create for them. There's so many things that make it inefficient. And that's nothing, no disrespect to the the freelancers and the businesses that charge a lot for design. You, You deserve that. But we wanted to change the philosophy and thinking process on that just a little bit. And so what we did was because we figured out a a, a really um, streamlined process, we passed the savings on to our members so they can partake in the uh, cost effective solution that we've created. Uh, in Penji. We talked in the, the first segment about how you're investing into your team members, how you're trying to do uh, great things to launch them into the possibilities of, of what they have to offer Penji, but also where they can go if they want to be an entrepreneur or whatever. One of the things I love about Penji is as I was researching this, jumped on your Facebook page and you guys have a culture of fun as part of what you do. That doesn't mean you're slacking off or uh, you know, just being stupid about what you're doing, but you incorporate fun. You did a chicken nugget eating competition. You did a TV yes. theme song competition. You did uh, the little pie thing where you pass the, the, the thing that throws the yeah. pie in the face and tons yeah. and tons and tons of, of uh, fun videos as a part of what you share to the world through your Facebook channels. Why is um, that culture so significant in what you're building? Um, I, I would just say like, if you're not having fun, then why are you doing what you're doing? Right. And I always say that for, for me, um, it's one of those things where like, if you, if I have the best job in the world and, and a lot of people say that, like a lot of entrepreneurs say like, I'm doing what I love doing. Like, no, legitimately, I've literally waited my entire life for this. I've, prepared myself for this. I've always wanted to do this. I've always uh, had this inclination that like I needed to be my own boss. And it wasn't necessarily like an ego thing at all. I just knew that like I wasn't fit for this like corporate world. Um, At least now in this moment, um, you know, I'm, 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 that's, this is where I am. And so like I'm having a blast. And so why, why should I hide that? Why should we all hide that? We like each other. Like we legitimately like each other here at Penji. Um, so why not just like show that off into the world? And, and, and I also found from like a marketing perspective as well, um, showing who you are is also a very, uh, is, is, is a good way to promote your brand. Um, I I'd say, we like to have fun, but at the most important thing is we're also professional. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to be that like cheesy startup that does like gimmicky things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we also want to be able to show off our personalities. Um, I am probably like, you know, I, I would say I thought that I was nerdy and <laughs> then you meet the people that work here and you're like, okay, maybe I'm not as nerdy as I thought I was. We're, we're video game lovers. We're, um, we love food. We, um, we like, we like anime and and watching like YouTube and stuff like that. And, and so to show off the quirky side, especially when it involves food, like you're going back to the games and to the food thing, the chicken nugget challenge. 
everything in your business when it comes to company culture stems from what they do during lunch. Yeah. If you leave your office because you have to get away, then maybe you, you know you don't um, you don't like where you work. You don't yeah. like the people that you work. You just want to get away. You want to zen out. Yeah. But no, we kind of like say to people, "Hey, you have to eat with us." <laughs> and this is what you need to do because this is how we this is how we get tighter. This is how we build our culture. Yeah. Um, and so now every day, two o'clock, two p.m. EST, uh, we eat lunch together. And sometimes we record it, and sometimes we have fun challenges, and sometimes we get incredibly sick after eating a lot of chicken nuggets <laughs> and tacos and all that other stuff. Right. So. Right. No, I can relate to that. I mean, we didn't do, uh, and everyone had to eat or anything like that in the office, but. Uh, uh, we were in a downtown place in Northern California. And so we would mm. uh, all um, sometimes in different groups and stuff, depending on what people are hungry for. But we'd all uh, we had a community that was very much about eating together, going and hanging out together. And it was just really a beautiful thing. And it really does yeah. make a difference. It was always hard. We had a couple of people that worked out of the office um, on the East Coast and they never fully felt like uh, part of the DNA and fabric of the team. Um because, you know, it would be one person here, one person there. And it just always felt like there was something special about the people in office that we were sharing life with at a different level. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, that's exactly, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. For you, travel has been significant for the success of your business. And we don't think of travel impacting what we do at, at a business level. But tell us a little bit about that story and how uh, how you use travel to unlock your brain and yeah. dream bigger and how it actually sparked Penji. You definitely did your research. I respect that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Penji started in, in Vietnam. Uh, the idea started in Vietnam. So wow. um, we have developers in, in Vietnam. We've had them for years. Uh, my co-founder is actually Vietnamese. And... Um, Gosh, yeah. I mean, Vietnam has a very special place in my heart. It will forever be the dumping ground of neg negative energy. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I love going there. Yeah. Because I know that when I come back, I'm going to come back a new man. Mm. Um, and so we we went on an island, a very, very romantic island, <laughs> which I didn't think it would be romantic because I went with another dude and I... Uh, I do like girls. I have a girlfriend. So uh, going going with a guy and sharing this romantic experience, um, you know, it was very uh, it was very fun. It was an amazing adventure. But I I wish it was so romantic. I was like, man, I've never even done this for my girlfriend, and uh, here I am with my best friend and partner, and I'm sharing coconut like watching the sunset. And so like I need to I need to change some things yeah. uh, in my in my life a little bit, uh, but. So we went to Vietnam and I talked to our team and uh, never necessarily had the idea of, of Penji, but we knew that we needed to fundamentally change the way that we were thinking about ourselves and our business. And um, we were an agency, as mentioned before, and we came to this agreement that it was in a an island called Phu Wok and it was at a ice cream shop. I, I Visually, I can tell you everything that was happening in wow. that store. Yeah. And I remember being really pissed off at my co-founder for bringing up a new idea. Um, <laughs> but after that settled a little bit, 
we realize that like this makes sense wow. you know like it clicks it, wow. it brings it all together so travel has never been more important in my life especially going to vietnam and i would say to kind of recap and summarize i would say that as you travel don't just travel to post crap on social media because yeah. that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's really nice to do that. It, you look like a badass, but you should be thinking more so about who's the type of person that you were when you came into this country or you mm -hmm. came into this state and how can you come back a little bit more cultured, hopefully, um, but a better human being. Yeah. And we've gotten in arguments, we've gotten in several disagreements, we've challenged our, the way that we think, we've told each other that we're awful human beings. Um, I mean, there's a lot of dramatic stuff that I'm saying, but it all comes back to just like, how are you making yourself a better human being? And travel is travel is that, how are you being a better leader? You know, going back to, it's not about you anymore. You have to be a better yeah. leader for yeah. others. Yeah. So. Yeah, travel has is is exactly that. It's everything to me, and it for, forever will be everything. Wow. No, I, I love that. I'm a big fan of what we call, uh, with the group of friends I hang out with, pilgrimage, which is yes. a journey yeah, yeah. for discovery. And I, mm -hmm. I, I love mm -hmm. that, that it is the spark of Penji. I think that's brilliant that it helped be the catalyst to make something new that really re revolutionizes what you do. But I think it's so often just getting out of our normal everyday routine, getting out of the the drudge mm -hmm. of life and saying, hey, I'm going to get away. I'm going to relax. I'm going mm -hmm. to uh, challenge my thinking in spaces. I'm going to have a lot of fun. And and I love how that, that reinvents what's going on often and that that pilgrimage, that journey of discovery, that journey of, of fun can bring something new for yeah. you. How do you, you, you say that it's really significant for you and some people listening, they may be going, you know, that's cool. I'd love to travel more. I'd love to go do this but stuff, but I'm too busy or yeah. this situation or that situation. Yeah. How have you made it a part of the, the, the very fabric of what you're doing? Cause it sounds like it's that important that you've said, Hey, we're going to be intentional about making this part of, um, what we do, how we do it, and who we are. Yeah, I mean, so from a culture perspective, we always um, suggest for people to to go out as like a company to go out, out of their way. But I think for the people that are listening, it fundamental it starts fundamentally like within yourself. Mm -hmm. um, are you what way are you going to work? Right, yeah. it starts that way. It starts there. How are you driving to work, or how are you getting to work? Whether it's through bike or car. Or feet, whatever it is, um, are you taking the exact same way that you're going uh, every single day? Um, what do you do after work? Like for me, I I'll just give you my my thing um, and then hopefully it applies to the people that are listening. I'm a robot. Like at my core, I am a freaking robot. I do everything the way that I needed to do it and I wake up relatively at the same time and I do the same morning routine. Like I'm so robotic it is disgusting. And that is a, a thing that like I hate about myself, but I also have the discipline to, and, and I'm aware of like areas that I need to get better at. And 
Um, but also people can say that it actually is a really good thing. Um, so what I normally do if I can't necessarily travel is instead of working in the office, um, you know, maybe I just go somewhere else. Right. Or, um, for us, like we, we work nine to uh, 10 to six and then, uh, I have what is called second shift, (laughs) which, uh, I just go and I work after work, (laughs) after the gym. I usually, so what I usually do is like I work 10 to six and then I go to the gym and then I come back home, shower, eat and all that other stuff. And then I go do second shift. And then that probably isn't until like maybe 12, one. Um, and that's like seven days a week. So that's not like five. It's usually, usually six days. I'll say that is usually six days. And then second shift is like late Sunday night. So I work a lot. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that to, to brag because I think that we all need to work smarter and harder, but what I found has worked really well for me. And the point of the story is that sometimes I go to like a Starbucks after hours and I don't just like come back to my apartment and I work. Um, that additional clarity, that additional like step that I've taken, it immediately just changes how I think. Yeah. It changes new things for me. It, it unlocks different parts of like my, my brain because I'm just working in a different area than what I was, was used to. So it doesn't have to be this like grand thing of going to Vietnam. It can be as simple as just like working at a Starbucks or ordering something different uh, for lunch or going a different road that um, you've never gone through before. It, it sounds cliche, but those things make all the difference. I love that. And, and they're tangible things because really what it comes back to is about being intentional about changing the routine so that it refreshes you, it sparks that thinking differently. And, and the other thing is simply being aware because often uh, we're on autopilot. I think about driving from here to uh, Target or uh, the grocery store or whatever down the street. Yeah. And there are times where I'm driving and I just noticed something I never noticed before. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you, when you're so busy, cause it, it, you know, you're sharing about all that you're doing, the time you're putting in for work. How do you continue to be aware? Because when we're working so hard, when we're so focused, when we're, uh, as you said, robotic in what we do, often we lose our awareness because we're hyper-focused and hyper-focused is a good thing, but how do you balance hyper-focused with the ability to be aware and see maybe trends or issues or uh, possibilities um, while you're hyper-focused? Um, I'd say very really simple answer. Uh, talk to talk to your customers. Okay. Um, talk to the people around you. Yeah. If, if they are the ones that dictate your brand they are the ones that tell you who you are as a as a human being um for us i'll I'll go from a business perspective like for us we're self-aware of who we are and where we are within our business because we're constantly calling our clients or constantly calling our members um to get feedback Mm. um and that's something that like doesn't it it makes sense once you say it, but like, do you actually do it? Yeah. Um, and for us, we do it. And so when we ask for feedback and say, like, how is your experience with Penji so far? What can we do to get better? They're telling us yeah. everything that we need to know about our brand. Yeah. 
and we're asking them questions like, well, why did you, why did you sign up for Penji? And they tell us exactly that. And so that little bit of knowledge is so critical to moving the business forward. Um, from a personal perspective, I think it's very similar in that aspect too. How is your, your team treating you as a, as a, as a leader or as a person? Um, are they saying things uh, that might be you know, snarky or rude? Are they, are they treating with respect? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, and then you kind of have to just like analyze all the situations that you put yourself into and the outcome of that. Um, and just like for me, I'd say it's a little bit easier because I think that's like the one thing that I'm really good at is being self-aware. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's those are the trigger points for me. It's analyzing, psychoanalyzing all of the different um, things that I, I get into yeah. that or I get myself into. Yeah, that's so, so good. Before we wrap up this segment, you are doing something innovative, but there are competitors out there. I think of like 99designs, not exactly the same, Lightboard, uh, Design Pickle. How are you different and what is the experience people are going to get with you guys compared to some of the competitors out there? Yeah. So I think for us, uh, competition is always very, is always healthy. And a lot of the people that you mentioned, we don't even see them as, as, uh, competition, so to speak, although they have very similar services, we target a very different group of people. Okay, um, a lot of them target the uh, the the overall business professional. Mm. Um, the there's no clear, I guess, persona, customer persona that they have. So for us, we're very specific on who we target: agencies, mm-hmm. right? Agencies, yeah. people who need content. Yeah. Um, we target internal marketing companies. So people or internal um, marketing uh, teams, so large organizations that have internal marketing teams. We target startups that have received funding. Yeah. We target the print on demand community. Yeah. People who make t-shirts. Yeah. So we're very specific with who we target. Now, when it comes to the differentiation in uh, terms of experience, um, I'd say number one, you get somebody who is reliable, yeah. who is dependable, yeah. somebody who is going to answer and talk to you uh, almost immediately and be there no matter what time of day that you are on, we are on with you. We are by your side. And so that's something that is re- very important to us is we always want to be able to ask questions with uh, to somebody when we have that question. But that question could be at two o'clock in the morning. It could be at six a.m. It could be at three o'clock in the afternoon. There's no, you know, we can't dictate how you're thinking, right? Because you're yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if there was a way where somebody could always be there for you, no matter what it is? And that's what Penji is to us. In addition, that we'll be able to deliver the designs that you need too. Um, but we make it very easy for you to manage your design request using our platform. Um, you don't have to use email. It, it, we can, you can submit your design in under three minutes. Mm. You could tell us about your brand. And if you don't like something that we create, which it does happen, we're not perfect. It, we make it seamless in order for you to make a change. You don't have to write out the edit in this like 
really nasty email or the email that says like, hey, change this and change that. Um, and then we have to go back and say like, well, what the heck is this person talking about? We don't know that he wants to change the the swirly image. Um, there could be four swirly images. So what swirly image are you talking about? All you right. have to do is take your mouse and click on the area that you want changed. Mm -hmm. And then we'll change it for you and we'll give it back to you in, uh, in no time flat. Super, super cool. You also have a what free 14 day trial. Is that right? It's not necessarily a 14 day trial, like a free 14 day trial. It's more so a 14 day money back guarantee. Okay. Um, so what it is, is we understand that there's com com competitors out there and we want to make sure that like your, your experience is great. Sometimes when you're going through your, when you're signing up and you're finding the right fit, you will know almost immediately if we're a right fit for you. Right. And if you sign up and you become a member and we're not a right fit and you have 14 days to figure it out and yeah. we'll give you your money back just like you, as, as quickly as you signed up, we'll give your money back as quickly as you, as you want it back. Okay. Because we know that not to waste time on the people who don't like us yeah. or the people who know that we're not a good fit. Yeah. We focus all of our energy on the people who, who actually do use us daily. Yeah. Um, and that's been a huge driving force in our business is just that, again, that shift of focus, that mindset where you can fixate on the people that, that are giving you, um, you know, what it is that you're looking for. Super, super cool. In a moment, we'll be back with Jonathan for our rapid fire questions. So you have big ideas and dreams. The JumbleThink team is here to help you. We've worked with hundreds of businesses, individuals, and corporations to turn their ideas and dreams into reality. Now, if you're ready to make your dreams a reality, if you're ready to chase those big ideas, swing on over to jumblethink.com slash help me to learn more about how we can help you on your journey of chasing big ideas and dreams and changing the world around you. Now let's jump into our rapid fire questions with Jonathan Grzbowski. We are back with Jonathan and we are going to do rapid fire questions. Before we do rapid fire questions, I am going to ask possibly the most dangerous question I've asked in this episode so far. You ready? Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So you live in Camden, New Jersey, which is on the other side of Philly from where I'm at. There is an ongoing battle in Philly been going on for years and it is heated so the question is who makes the best philly cheesesteak in philly <laughs> um i'd say pats okay. uh, i'm yeah, i'd say i'd say uh, pats because it's just it's always there when you need it gino's yeah. is uh i think very gimmicky um there's a couple of other awesome cheesesteaks places too but uh, to me pats has always been home okay but can i add it can i add a caveat yeah. Can I add the cat? Can I put a caveat in there? Yeah. But if you're not like, you know, feeling a little tipsy and you want, you know, drunken, uh, uh, cheesesteaks. Cause like, let's be real. That's like, you never make a right decision when you, <laughs> when you're like, let's get cheesesteaks. You always regret the decision. Yeah. So I, I always say like, if you're going to have a cheesesteak, make sure, make sure you, you had a beer or something like that. Cause it always goes down smoother. <laughs> if you want the real best cheesesteak, like for lunch, yeah. Um, donkeys okay. in Camden. All right. It is the best right. cheesesteak. It's not like traditional, yeah. very unconventional. It's a round, a round um, roll okay. versus a, a long roll. Yeah. 
they sweat the onions probably for like you know hours on end um it is awesome it's in i'd say the, the up and coming part of camden so you do have to you have to kind of be the uh, it's inside baseball so to speak yeah. but that that is the best tasting but the best in philly is is i'd say i'd still say pats so there it is new gauntlet thrown philly against camden we'll have to do that maybe i'll come your way sometime soon and and we'll go out there and do a shootout Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm totally done. You don't got to tell me twice. <laughs> so here's our traditional rapid fire questions. The first one is, what is one tip you'd give someone with a big idea or dream and they don't know where to start? Uh, stop reading uh, content online and just go out there and do it. And if you are going to be reading or if you are going to be watching or if you're going to be listening, make sure the content is curated. I think a lot of people um, when they're starting businesses, they they go on this like uh, information uh, mm-hmm. overload, yeah, and uh, they kind of just get in their own head because they read that Jimmy John has uh, the best process and the eight tips on how to make a better company. Yeah, um, those that's great content, you know, yeah. but you need to be able to physically do it. And so, stop reading, st- stop, just just go and do it. Like that's that's it. What's one change you'd like to see in the world? One change. Um, I would say just like the political divide. Mm. I'm really tired of it. I think, um, you know, that, that in particular, like why, why are, why is all these, uh, this going on? I'm not even going to get into it really, but it's just kind of exhausting to think about it. And I think that everybody has a right on this earth to, you know, live their life as freely as possibly can. And when that's being disrupted, um, it's, it's, it's hard to watch that, especially like every person should also have the same rights as, as, as one another as well. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter based off of our color or our name or, um, you know, whatever it may be. I, I think we should all just get equal opportunities. Um, and it's a shame that we live in a country that right now that it's not, I, I, I can't say that's the case. Here's a new question we've been trying out lately. And what's, so here it is. What is one trend that you're currently excited about? The f- <laughs> this is the first thing that came to my mind. The the French tuck. Okay. Coined by Tan France. Okay. Uh, from the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, or just Queer Eye. Sorry. Now that's a, it's, a, it's like this new trend where you like tuck your uh, you tuck your your shirt into the front part of your pants, and I never thought it would be cool, but then I saw somebody else do it. Uh, and then, uh, then I started doing it myself and I was like, yeah, I feel pretty sweet doing this. Um, so queer eye reference, tan France, uh, definitely shout out. It's, it's probably not the answer that anybody was expecting, but, um, yeah, fashion's important. You gotta look good. You gotta feel good. If you're not looking good, if you're not feeling good, then you can't portray that into your business and you can't put that back into the universe. So you got to be confident. You got to look good. You got to feel good. You got to put that extra tender love and care into your, uh, into yourself. Uh, so you can give it back to your employees. What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, I, I want to be able for people to just remember, um, those closest around me that I've, I've challenged them. I've empowered them to, you know, be a great person, a great human, um, I don't need all of the followers that the uh, the big time influencers have on this wor- this yeah. earth. Um, I just want to be able to be myself mm. and know that 
when I go out, I, I did it my way, as Frank Sinatra has yeah, said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's important to me. It, loved by loved by those who are closest and um, empowered by the people that I've interacted with. Where do you find inspiration? You know, I think that's something that's really hard for for me. Um, I'm not necessarily a type of person that gets inspired by watching something okay. or like reading something. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like one of those quote fiends where it's like, wow, this quote is so relevant to me because right. like every quote can be relevant to you if you really apply it. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'm empowered by the people who are around me. Yeah. I'm empowered by action. I'm empowered by progress yeah. or I'm, I'm motivated and inspired by, by progress. Um, to this day, I mean, we get one to three to five clients a day. And I still get pumped every time I get an alert on my phone saying that we got a new customer, mm. you know? And so that inspires me, like us being able to help more people. Mm. That's exciting. That's fun. Like, I, I, I can't say that I've been able, I've ever been able to do that um, through our agency. Okay. Like, yeah, we helped a lot of people. Yeah. We, we worked with a lot of awesome companies, but now more so than ever, like these people are entrusting you. Mm to deliver. And now it's your opportunity to do that. That that's that's exciting. What do you think or what is one book that you think every dreamer or entrepreneur should read and why? Um that's the answer isn't going to be fun. Um I'd say that like I've been asked this question numerous times and right. I say fundamentally you have to read what I call the classics, the hits, yeah, the, the the main core business books that if you just go into Google and you type in business books to read, you need to read them. Um, so I'm not going to single one out in particular, but I can say going back to my original, my first answer that I that I gave in the rapid fire, you have to uh, read curated content, okay, and you have to listen to curated content and watch curated content, and not just like stumble across an article because. Um, you found it through your algorithm. Um, do you do a little bit of research ahead of time before you read the article mm -hmm. or is it in Harvard business journal or if it's in Inc and Forbes, usually that stuff is curated, but even so something like that could just be bought. So find out the, if this article is relevant to you, just do a quick search to find out that this person is reputable. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's a book, make sure it's a book that has been published by a major publisher or it's been documented and curated and validated by somebody famous yeah. Um, because they're not going to put their name on it unless it's reputable. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's important. Whatever the, whatever the, the book is, just make sure it's, it's curated. What's one tool that's significant for the success of your business? Uh, Penji? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's a fair answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. Um, Headspace. Okay. Uh, the app Headspace. Okay. Uh, I did it this morning and it is so awesome. Like just thinking, like just talking to you now, I just see more clearly. I think more clearly. Yeah. And it starts with like your morning routine. Mm -hmm. um, being able to just clear your head a little bit and give it some space, uh, not to be punny, but it's it's a different world. You really, you don't, you, you don't understand it until you experience it, but it's a, it's a great feeling. What's one habit that's helpful in your life as an entrepreneur? Habit I'd say working out. 
uh, fitness, physical fitness is very important. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. I know you said one, but cooking like okay. that's, I, I'd say it's all encompassing, like cooking, eating, um, working out, being healthy. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. A healthy lifestyle. And as a whole has been revolutionary to me. Yeah. Um, I love working out. I love sweating. You just feel better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You clear your mind. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You talked about morning routine being significant. How do you start and finish your day? Uh, start the day, I usually somewhere around 7, 8, um, wake up, immediately do yoga. Uh, not yoga. What the hell am I talking about? I do headspace. Yeah. Um, and I do that for like 10, 15, 15 minutes. And then depending upon like how I'm feeling, I might work out. If I don't, I'll save it for later in the day. Um, but I, I eat a good breakfast after I shower. Um, I end my day usually probably looking at a device, which I probably shouldn't have. So I'm saying this out <laughs> loud in order to change it because uh, yeah. I really do want to change it. I would love to end my day reading a book, but it's, uh, sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. More often than not, it doesn't It doesn't happen at all. But I would love to, right now I'd say I, I look at a computer screen right, right before like a phone screen. Mm -hmm. um, again, not healthy at all, Yeah. but that's just where I am right now. But I know what I want to get to, which is yeah. reading a book at the end of the day. If you weren't doing what you're doing today, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I honestly can't see myself doing any other thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> as silly as that sounds, like, I really, I am so in, uh, I am so in the entrepreneur space, both financially, physically, mentally, that, like, it doesn't make sense for me to do anything else. Right, right. Um, because, like, my skill sets wouldn't be applicable to any corporate institution at all. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but if, I mean, to answer the question, I would say I would be a chef. Okay. Um, I would be a cook of some sorts. I love the the aspect of um, hospitality. Mm. Um, I apply that into the business and yeah. into my own internal brand. Yeah. Um, cooking is so much fun. I love wine. I love eating as much as everybody else does i'm sure i think now that anthony bourdain is gone that there's a, a, a spot to fill yeah. and i'd love to be able to be that person one day yeah. <laughs> to be able to travel the world and eat all the amazing food and tell yeah. stories i think it's uh, that that life is so uh so intriguing to me what is one dream you're still wanting to fulfill in your own life uh the the ability to to travel and not be dependent on um like an office mm. uh so to speak like an office mentality i think that's a dream that i have is being a, a digital nomad mm. i think would be a lot of fun um i don't need things in my life yeah i'm, I'm very minimalistic yeah um i have an apartment the apartment works it's an amazing apartment it's a beautiful apartment but everything in this entire apartment can be gone and i'd be okay with it yeah um, all I need are, are some clothes, mm -hmm. toothbrush, mm -hmm. um, probably your computer. Yeah, definitely. I'm like looking around my, my, um, <laughs> uh, my apartment as I'm, as I'm saying this. Um, yeah, I, I think this, the digital nomad lifestyle is, is really intriguing to me and I, I definitely want to be a part of it. It'd be awesome just to be like, yeah, I'm working in Spain today. Yeah. You know, I'm working yeah. in, my girlfriend lives in Kansas city. Um, I'd love to be able to just 
just go to Kansas City for a while. Yeah. Um, that 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 to me would be a dream. Super cool. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with the final thought. So, what is your final thought for us today? Yeah, I'd, I'd say just get out of your own way. Um, the last piece of advice. I think we live in a world where everything has become so egotistical and ego driven. Yeah. And that comes back to politics. That comes back to what we post on social media. We're constantly bragging about things because we have this, we were trying to fill this void that we simply just can't shake. Mm. And it would be amazing to, for a brief moment in your day, to try to think about the other person, whether it's sending a text whether it's answering an email, what do they want to hear? Yeah. Um, and it starts with just checking your ego at the door. So that would be my final thought. Just check your ego at the door. Have fun. Do what you do. Do what you love. And that's it. Super cool. Jonathan, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun having you on. Uh, and we're excited about what you're creating. So thanks for taking time out for us. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and sharing our story. It really, uh, really means a lot. Thank you. Once again, we want to thank today's guest, Jonathan Grzbowski, for taking time out and being on the podcast. You can find the links to Penji and to Jonathan's podcast in the episode notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, here are a few other episodes you may want to check out. Season 2, episode 29, I share on communicating your big idea, how you can take the idea from inside of you and share it with others. In Season 1, Episode 93, our guest was photographer Jeffrey Shaw. He shares on how you need to understand how to communicate in the lingo of your audience to effectively reach them. And in Season 1, Episode 2, Jared Marioma, who has created Hipster Mickey for Disney, shares about his journey of illustration and learning graphic design. JumbleThink has over 160 episodes, so make sure you go check out some of those episodes you haven't listened to yet. Now I want to encourage you, get out there today and start chasing those ideas and dreams. They won't happen unless you make movement. So today, figure out a small step, a little experiment you can do to try to move that idea and dream forward. Take a small step, a big step, but any step and begin to chase those dreams, make them real and change the world around you. Thanks again for tuning in. Now get out there and chase those dreams. Vous êtes une autre personne. Les mères de famille, les enfants, peuvent également prendre un moment revitalisant dans quelques mois. Lorsque vous aurez bien saisi la technique et que vous serez maître de votre corps, vous pourrez vous décontracter même en travaillant. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.